Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Did you know that the average American generate 4.4 pounds, that's about 2 kilograms of waste daily, and this number is almost double when attending festivals, with popular festivals attendees generating more than 100 tons of waste daily. Our guest today is the founder of Ewa Tribe, a community of like-minded spirits creating new ways for people to connect sustainably. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Randy Stefan. Hey everyone. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Randy. Randy, how how did your journey with sustainability start? So about six, seven years ago, you know, I, on many levels, I found myself kind of lost and I started researching and looking for things that could really, you know, spark my interest, which I really lost interest in most things. Uh, and I started looking into permaculture and sustainable design and all these beautiful, ingenious ways uh, people around the world uh, have been really moving forward in these aspects to find a new alternative sustainable way that we could probably live. And since then, I've joined several different workshops, uh, be it a permablitz in Cyprus, helping build the first tropical island earthship in Kinawa, Indonesia with Michael Reynolds, and helping curate our own sustainable building in uh, Lebanon. I just continually uh, look for different ways uh, where I can pursue and uh, find progress in my own understanding of, of a brighter future for all of us, and, and spreading that wisdom wherever, wherever I go. So this month mark a very special one for you as this month will be the first Awa festival. What is Awa? So for many years I've had the liberty and blessing to both uh, observe, uh, participate and co-create uh, different festivals in Lebanon uh, and around the world and Awa festival is the first time me and my community Awa tribe uh, try and create our own understanding, our own vision of such a uh, alternative gathering. Awa in Arabic means to empower. It means bravo. And I think one of the main things we lack the most of each and every one of us is that encouragement, is that appreciation, and is that continuous hope to push each other to move forward. And you find it more than anywhere else in the sustainability and renewable energy and green domain of so many people that have failed and, and, you know, they pick themselves up and, you know, with the support of others, they create something new or improve on uh, the old project that failed. And, and I think Ewa is such a crucial aspect uh, for all of us to continue sharing and empowering each other to move forward. And of course, uh, you know, based on African mythology, or if any of you crazy birds uh, watched Avatar, Ewa <laughs> uh, means the universal life force that connects us and bonds us all. So, you know, the two meanings are so 
so much related that, you know, the fact that we are connected to everything and everything is connected to us and that we can find Ewa, that empowerment, that encouragement from every stone, from every tree. Uh, it's really up to us to just look for it. Uh, why did you decide to have the festival in Lebanon? So my father is Lebanese and I was born in Lebanon. Two really main reasons. First one being is simply the fact that everywhere I go around the world, more often than none, uh, people are directly shocked that I come from Lebanon. Well, you know, surprisingly, if they even know where the country is, the, the first thing that comes to their mind is that there's bombs and there's danger and that it's just a place not to go. And so um, I, through this festival, I'm hoping to uh, help uh, shed light to show people that there are some beautiful spirits in Lebanon doing some amazing work, especially within the realm of sustainability. And that, that leads me to the second point being that, you know, due to problems that many other countries face, corruption and greed, uh, we see so many environmental disasters happening around Lebanon. Nevertheless, you know, you have these beautiful initiatives by these people and this festival is to bring these people together and to also bring internationals together so that we can empower each other and move forward in Lebanon and everywhere else in the world. Sounds really like an awesome festival. What would you say is this mission of this festival? There's several objectives that I'm hoping to achieve to some degree with this festival. Firstly, many times you see people do festivals around the world uh, and it lacks the permanence in what sense that the festival comes to a land, rents, rents it out, does the project and then leaves. Where in Iowa, what we uh, are striving to do is to make sure that there is a, a direct investment into the land. For example, uh, the location for Iowa Festival this year, we've built six vermicompost toilets. We've uh, installed a lot of electricity, uh, electrical equipment, uh, solar panels to power the lighting, and basically, you know, at least just the basics to get the land, you know, where it needs to be to accommodate people sustainably. And uh, I'd say uh, another important mission is to give people the chance to congregate and link up within nature, because more often than none, even in the green and sustainable industry we're always sent to warehouses and buildings and concrete blocks and it's it's for me it's just uh, defeating the purpose where when you take people to nature you know that connection that closeness to nature really extenuates and builds the the vibration a lot higher and just being close to mama earth <laughs> and all of her creatures and beings and children they support they give us the real awa for each of us to come back and give that awa to each other and so during during this whole festival how will how will everything work or you know is there different um stages is is it what's gonna happen <laughs> when when our crazy birds want to go there what are they gonna see and what can they expect so in the festival uh, we have pretty much something for everyone uh you have the collective vision stage which is going to be holding uh, amazing talks touching on renewable energy touching on drug harm reduction touching on different sustainable projects composting and uh, lots of different open discussions also where people can also share their thoughts so it's just a really beautiful open panel stage we have the holistic temple uh, offering all kinds of healing and low impact activities like yoga breath work and variety of uh, sound healing all to kind of uh, help lift the spirits of, uh, of our guests and uh, then we have the dojo uh, which uh, is uh, around uh, high impact uh, arts uh, martial arts we have six different martial arts available all in their 
introductory uh, level courses. Uh, and then, of course, most importantly, uh, are our music stages. We have the Embrace the One stage, uh, which will be hosting a variety of international artists playing world music and tribal music uh, and also some oriental music to give us a flavor of the Middle East since we're in Lebanon. And then we have the New Vision stage. And the New Vision stage is uh, also curated by over 21 international DJs playing all kinds of music, including Psytrance and definitely a place where people can really let go and, you know, dance anything, any of their unwanted or unwanted thoughts or unwanted needs, uh, dance them off and get rid of them. <laughs> so in the Collective Vision stage, one of the, the most exciting uh, workshops we have is with one of my uh, partners, Nizar Haddad, a green architect in Lebanon, who's just about to finish uh, the first fully sustainable building called Lifehouse. We'll provide the link for our crazy birds there if they want to learn uh, any more about uh, that initiative. Uh, and uh, within that, we've, we're using all kinds of different uh, recycled material, uh, such as uh, glass bottle bricks and used tires for walls and many different uh, techniques that uh, both uh, Nizar and I have picked up uh, along our journey. Oh, awesome. So people will actually be be t- like shown how to do that and maybe build something. Hands on. Oh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) When one look at festivals happening all around the world, we cannot help but to look at waste that comes with these festivals. How are you guys reducing the amount of waste that is generated with this event? Right. So from the beginning, uh, we we actually started with this core pillar of minimizing, you know, the impact and the waste generated from this gathering. Uh, And that's really where it all started. Uh, So starting with human waste, uh, that's why we chose to build vermicompost toilets so that uh, first the, uh, the the function could be very simple and user-friendly where in, in other toilet designs it's not so user-friendly and then uh, for example uh, you find a lot of uh, one-use disposable plastics in festivals uh, whereas in Ewa festival we're using fully organic biodegradable plates uh, forks and knives courtesy of Eda plate LB and of course uh, some of these plates are also uh, reusable at least two or three times if taken care of so each participant or guest uh, will in fact have to pay a very small fee for their plate. So, you know, kind of uh, tying people into the fact that, hey, this took energy to make and you need to give energy and, you know, invest energy into this plate rather than it just being this disposable part of the festival, which people are usually like, oh, this is this is what's I'm supposed to receive. Yeah. So kind of changing that mentality a bit. Uh, another thing is uh, we've seen in many of our festivals, especially with water, how many plastic bottles are used. And it's funny that uh, in, in festivals previous, I've seen like to 50, 60% of the waste could simply be plastic water bottles. So that's why directly in Awa Festival, we are providing free water for all. And we're using, uh, in this instant, uh, we're using the big reusable gallons, which is a step in the right direction. And then hopefully in the future, we we're hoping to, you know, build uh, water fil- filtration systems uh, on the land that we uh, awesome. that we create yeah so then people can just bring their own reusable water bottle and just fill it up absolutely so definitely uh, reusable cups reusable bottles uh, and you know you fill up as much as you want drink as much as you want you know helping create that kind of system in a festival really reminds people that hey this can be done in a lot more uh, efficient and less wasteful way and I think when people see that at a festival um, you know obviously you've got people that's like-minded people that is kind of you know into sustainability or putting their toe in the water so 
I think once they see that this can be done at a festival, that is something that they can take home with them and do even in their daily life, you know, to see that you can use a reusable water bottle. And it's quite fun and funky because then you can look at getting a really awesome personalized water bottle and, you know, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, I'd like to mention a personal experience here. In many situations where I was using my personal reusable bottle, I would look for gallons or a place where I could refill. And so in a very cool way, it would uh, help create new connections and new friends by, you know, looking for water sources. And really, there's nothing more special than to ask another human being for water. And not once have I ever been deterred or or turned away and there everybody every single person any country that i've been in has been ready and willing to either fill my bottle or show me the way the way to get my bottle filled wow that's amazing it's possible exactly. <laughs> just like to extend a, a invitation to all mama earth is crazy birds we're not that far along but uh, there's still time and if you guys want to come and really witness uh, something special and beautiful in a beautiful setting and country do come and join us at awa festival we're we're excited to have you what is the what is the dates again for yeah awa festival is uh, from the 19th till the 24th of september okay awesome and we will definitely link everything up in the show notes so mm-hmm. all you guys can get it there so randy what has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around mama earth i would say it's the decision i made uh, four or five years ago and that's a decision to just you know have a breakthrough and just put my foot down and move in the in a different direction not to say that for me i've you know gotten to zero waste or zero footprint or i'm anywhere near 100% sustainable person myself but just making that first step that first decision whatever that step is I think is is crucial for all of us to do uh, because as soon as you take that first step it's going to lead to another and another and another and it's just about you know empowering each other to to push each other forward in that in that direction so yeah we're gonna move into our final five so that's just five questions i ask every single guest and you can just give short answers for these so the first one is what is one social media account that you follow uh one uh, account is uh woven earth uh, by a friend and colleague of mine called brandon he runs uh really beautiful workshops in bali uh, indonesia and in nepal So woven earth. What is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? My hope is that each and every day more more people take that step, take that decision to move in an alternative direction and that we can really achieve a healthy, abundant, vibrant Mama Earth uh, for years to come. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out Mama Earth? The best advice I would give is if you haven't already... Get online, look around, look for a festival, look for a gathering, look for a workshop uh, and just get involved any way you can. What is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? The fact that most of our our waste and our garbage, if, uh, if used in uh, creative ways, could really become either homes or uh, new material or art. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, that, that's, a, that's a known fact that many people uh, tend to forget that uh, they just see a can and they're like, oh, it's got to go in the garbage. Well, no, you can build with it. You can make something else out of it. And, and so it's, uh, it's, it's not so much just about recycling as much as it is about procreation and recreating different things. 
where can people find you? Yeah, so the best way to get in touch with me uh, would be through Facebook. You can find me at randyj.stefan and you can also uh, link up to our community page, Awa Tribe. Those are the two best ways to get in touch with me. And we will definitely link those all up in the show notes. So guys, make sure you check out Awa and if you can go to the festival, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Thank you so much, Randy, for sharing everything with us and all the best with the festival. My pleasure. And just a last word to all you crazy birds. Awa. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday with a bonus Top Tip Thursday every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.